The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. You just turn into a reality TV show. And I was like, ooh, grab my tea, put some sugar in it, and just start watching, you know? And I'm like, wow, this is really happening. Kia Welcome along to The Real Recap. This is your Celebrity Treasure Island dedicated recap podcast. Brought to you by The Real Pod. My name is Jane Yee and I'm joined by Duncan Grieve. Hi, Dunk. Morena, Jane. How are you going? I'm good. I had a day off. I spent most of it watching Celebrity Treasure Island and ultimately wishing I was on Celebrity Treasure Island without the cameras. I, I like some things on Celebrity Treasure Island so much as a thing to do and then also being really grateful that I wasn't on Celebrity Treasure Island. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the zone. I want to be on it with the cameras. Of course I do, though, right? We, we've got a team missing today. Alex Casey, uh, she's not with us. She's She's got the sniffles. Um, don't worry, she's taking all the right precautions, getting tested and so on. Um, so, yeah, sad about that, but we're just going to, I don't know what we're going to do, make a meal of a podcast probably, Duncan. Delicious meal of beans and rice. <laughs> Tell you what, though. I'm I mean, beans. <laughs> well, I'm obviously rice then, aren't I? <laughs> um Honu, is it Honu? No, who's eating like kings? Oh, Repo, man, they're chowing down. Edna's eating more than she's ever eaten before on this island. I thought that it was actually like a little tell when Edna sort of said, I'm gaining weight on the show. I'm like, how do you know? Do you have luxury accommodations with scales in them? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, we found out out some stuff, but we'll get on to that. First of all, uh, a little bit of uh, Matt Chizzo-style housekeeping. Uh, If you would like to join The Real Pod Corner to discuss Celebrity Treasure Island or literally, in fact, anything, then head along to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Real Pod Corner. Also, follow us on Instagram. The Spinoff Podcast Network is our Insta handle. And I think that's everything. We can just dive on in. We can get into the drink. Right, episode four. Um, Before we discuss the things that actually happened this week, I had some questions last week, didn't I, about, you know, what they did get up to, what they were allowed, what they weren't allowed, and that kind of thing, being celebrities. And it turns out, through insider information, that actually... They didn't have all the luxuries of the celebrity life that we might have assumed. They did sleep at camp, Duncan. Mm. They slept on sack, those like sack beds. So they're like bits of sacking on top of, I don't know, like wooden crib type things. Um, the only person who had any sort of a mattress was Buck because his old, ma- old man. 
So he had like a thin mattress. And there was a portaloo at each camp. So Pooh Cave is a bit fake news. They had one cup of rice and beans per day. And they had to, you know how I said, all the colours seemed to be like different shades and tones of orange and purple and green. They were advised to bring team colours from home. Not even a bulk ace colour order, you know, <laughs> just to get everyone in the same shade. That's amazing intel. I, 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 I mean, it's definitely true, but I'm just going to choose not to believe it because I can't really imagine it. Like, Neither. Like those are these aren't just sort of chill celebrities. These are proper ones. Yeah, totally. Out there in the elements. But I respect them so much more now. And they had when they arrived. Apparently, production went through their bags and confiscated like batteries, watches, matches, and they don't have access to phones at all. None of this, like, you know, get it in the evening for an hour to scroll the gram. It's um, it honestly is. In some ways, especially given the modern context, like it's a it's a reboot that's basically the same as before, but the deprivation of not being on social media for celebrities, especially social media propelled ones, kind of makes it a lot more intense in the present day than it used yeah, to be. Totally. So we started speaking of influencers, we started off with Edna catching a fish. Um, what was that fish? That looked like some sort of exotic, flappy, uh, fringe thing. It's a, I think it's a rock cod. It's it's an inedible fish. Um, right. Lots of bones, not great meat, and it swallows your hook. Is is my memory of that that fish? I remember being as well, a kid. I was, okay, I was honestly not expecting to get that much information about the fish. <laughs> Very impressed. Well, I grew up in the UK and and visited New Zealand once in my first decade of life, and I remember catching very specifically catching that fish, having the same thing as Edna, being stoked to sell. Like, Dad, check it out. Dad's like, that's a useless fish. We're gonna, <laughs> you, just, you just lost the hook. Have to cut the line off. That's uh, so always, um, you know, I know exactly how, how Edna felt <laughs> at that moment. So Edna at least had a line. There was one point where Art and Lance were just standing on the rocks and like throwing bits of bait in the ground with a plan to hit any fish that came by with a rock. Is that, is that a fishing method? I mean, I think it, if everything's been tried over the years. The, uh, the I, I, lo- I have loved some of the very kind of um, just just city dweller type questions. That do, do crayfish crawl along the shoreline? It was, was quite a good... Um... Legitimate question, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I mean, I'm leaning towards no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, like, he's, I mean, art is in his element, though, right? He's, like, he's setting up little possum traps. Uh, he's, I mean, if anyone can catch a fish that just happens to be swimming on by uh, with his with a, with his bare arms and a rock, then it's definitely out of green, right? It's quite amazing because there are a lot of really, really impressive athletes on the show, including former All Black and and, uh, uh, New Zealand Rugby League captains. And yet everyone seems to acknowledge that Art Green is is like an all-world specimen. It's quite quite intriguing. Yeah, I think this show's really doing him some favours as well because he's able to get some of his humour in more than he was able to on, on when he was a bachelor. Um, we saw a little bit of his more playful side when he was hosting The Bachelor with Moses more recently. But he's really sort of getting in amongst it this time. And he is literally just caning everything. So 
uh, he, he's got to come out of this, what, like Prime Minister? I don't know. <laughs> he's really, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Art Green is star power set to stun. Uh, along with Lance, I feel like their relationship, I, I, could, I could just watch a sort of a buddy comedy starring them. Lance is so great. Okay, anyway, let's keep moving on. Um, at one point, Chris Parker, if I just can comment on fashion very early on in, in episode four, was wearing thermal top, long sleeve thermal top, and speedos. So, you know, winter upstairs, summer downstairs. That's Northland. <laughs> uh, Chris is also just just absolutely crushing this whole show. In fact, the, the right at the end of the week, which I'm sure we'll get oh, to, the emotion just, died. I know. Yeah. It is such an emotional show, and everyone seems to have, like, really intense personal stories about the charities that they've chosen and their relationship with those charities. Um it's just, it's quite, it sort of reminds you, I guess, uh, you know, celebrities are real people too, Duncan. Uh, look, so, some of them, some of them do appear to be <laughs> real people. That's that's amazing. Um, also early in this episode, uh, <laughs> Buck just putting, he's so amazingly grouchy. Basically, he's so grouchy. Says almost nothing, but when he does, it's just like a clear condemnation of everyone else on the show. The rugby teams never make deals. They go out there to win. Yeah, just yeah. like. <laughs> but I love his insistence on comparing Celebrity Treasure Island to like, you know, the World Cup final. But also that that I mean, it's it's so so, so trite to even discuss it, given that like it's, it's obviously real stupid. But like, there's more than one way to win, and rugby <laughs> is not the only context to it's, to understand the world through. <laughs> simply not true. Go back to England. Um, Okay, so there's a, there's a new, well, f- first of all, there was that Big Mouth game, and the only thing I really want to say about that, I thought it was quite funny, um, was when Art said, I like ho ho hung holes, which is I like popping pimples, all I heard was, I like fucking lentils. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and have a re-listen. <laughs> I actually found that game really boring, and, and find that this whole, that's the whole segment quite tedious like because it doesn't oh. have any attention you I mean the whole it. the whole charity challenge thing. the charity challenge um, with, within enjoy- the team i thought this was one was fun and munter called angela um i'm sorry this is not part of the the challenge but afterwards just won that challenge by the way i thought it was fun um after the challenge uh when they're trying to do a little bit of a a, a swindly deal between repo and hono which is the kind of the big theme running through this this uh, lot of episodes, um, Munter called Angela's team therapist, which I find really funny, but also mean. And as we progress throughout these episodes, these two really, do they really not get on? I Is that they, a bit? I think they properly hate each other. And I'm quite enjoying it, especially now that Ange is like clearly like a massive team asset, you know, like was just a yeah. beast, beast sniper. She's absolutely right about the alliance. Like they should totally double cross. She knows exactly what yeah. she's doing. And the rest of the, the team are just not going along, basically for, you know, they're not engaging with the argument. And so it's um, it's spicy. I'm, I'm, I'm really into it. Do you know what? I think that Angela Bloomfield, I mean, it's too late because she's obviously, obviously off the island now, but if she had gone into it thinking, what would Rachel McKenna do? She'd have this whole thing sewn up. True. Rachel McKenna would win Celebrity Treasure Island without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, she's got a very kind of conniving, double yeah, crossing personality. Absolutely. She'd totally take it. And maybe, maybe 
Angela can do that all on her own. Maybe she doesn't need the team. Maybe she can just play everyone. I think if Honu becomes, you know, like a sort of a multipolar Tammy Davis versus Angela Bloomfield, I back Angela to sort of bring everyone across to her. I think she's starting to to show her utility for the team. And him, he's very one-dimensionally just hating her, which is <laughs> that's, not... That's his role on the team, right? Yeah, it seems to be, seems to be. <laughs> um, at one point she said, uh, I, you know, I think we should try and double-cross them, but I don't know, like... I'm the only actor. <laughs> I'm the only actor on the team. And he's just like, oh, and Tammy. <laughs> so shady. And he's just like, well, I don't think he's got a very good poker face, a.k.a. not a very good actor. Is that what she's saying? <laughs> I mean, I don't agree. He's a great actor, but, um, but there's, yeah, there's something. There's something there. Uh, lots of lots of slow-mo shots of Art Green's um, Abdominal, I forgot what they were called for a second because I just had, I had the vision and I was distracted <laughs> of Art Green's abdominal muscles. Just like there's a shot of him like taking his top off and then when they had that challenge where they were running through the water with the, the heavy snake things, um, there's a lot of slow-mo there as well. Just just flagging it in case you didn't notice. <laughs> it's definitely, it feels like they are, uh, they're getting a lot out of their Art, art Green deal. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you charged them a lot of money. Okay, so the team face-off for that uh, that first episode of the week was a slingshot challenge. Um, there was apparently some sort of deal between Katapo and Honu to take out Repo, but that didn't. Is that it? Didn't it? Didn't Ange started taking out Katapo with her mean slingshots? But I think that she was that was very deliberate in that she was like, you know, she let them, she basically just sort of slowly bled out uh, Katapo because, you know, based on, the, the you know, doing some kind of game theory type stuff, I thought it was really, really impressive. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of uh, destabilised everyone, right? Like everyone was a bit like, what is happening? Uh, so afterwards Katapo went and stole some of the, well, didn't, they didn't steal, they negotiated themselves some uh, food out of Honu. Katapo are very hungry. Mm, <laughs> like, incredibly hungry. Like literally very, very hungry people. <laughs> they're all, they're doing like okay in the challenges and so on, but they're not like winning them. So they're not winning their awards. They're not necessarily losing them. Um, but the other teams are feasting away and poor Katapo are actually wasting away. Well, the other part of the prize, just, just before we rush past it, is that they yeah. got to deprive Repo of Lance's captaincy, which... Mm. Loki, I think, was massive because he was yeah. such a he had such a great non-alpha personality in that yeah. context. Yeah, and then you could see the way that Edna and Tegan and, and uh, like a whole bunch of people really wanted it, but they sort of respected Lance enough that it was never going to be an issue. You know, in terms of trying to mess with that team, which is basically just going to win every challenge going um, mm. that has any kind of a physical element. It was was a really useful thing to, to be able to do. Yeah, and instantly, like, created tension in the team, between, you know, particularly between Tegan and Edna. And just, I think, um, you know, when Lance first came in, when early on, when everyone's sort of trying to be nice to each other and Lance is, comes in as captain, it's like, no one's going to challenge it anyway, right? No one's going to come out day one and be like, you know, 
aggro about it because they're trying to, you know, present it. But after a week when they're hungry and they're tense and they're not happy with all of the decisions that have been made, that's when and the fireworks are coming. You're just hanging out with each other all the time. It's well, what I mean, and we know we're all in lockdown, right? And hanging out with our fucking families all the time. <laughs> I mean, if you're in Auckland, yeah, they're the basically of- they're all in bubbles up there, you know. Yeah, they're and, in their bubbles, and you can already sense that the the bubble is starting to get a bit annoyed with Edna, and should be good TV. Okay, there was a captain's challenge where they did headlines uh, or quotes about other contestants, and. There was an unfair advantage here because one of them was about Anna, who was one of the captains. So obviously she was going to know that one, but she still didn't win. Katapo won and they got a reward steal, which is a great prize to get and much needed for Katapo. Uh, we start episode five with uh, the blind blind Jim, the pet possum, who from what I hear was a bit of a mainstay on the, the island or the coast. Um, Anna made some sweet flat, flatbread. You know, they get really excited about some flour. Uh, what can you make with flour? You can, if you've got no yeast, you can't really make a nice bread. So it's just, what, flour and water and put it in a pan? <laughs> this is your area of expertise. Well, just, just before on the previous episode, I loved Edna's comment about why she wanted to be captain. There was no sort of, you know, I, want, I think I'm best qualified or I really want to lead this group. Or It was, at the end of the day, you're safe. Like, oh, the yeah. only, only yeah. reason I want to be captain is that I, I cannot go home. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, valid point though, right? You keep that one to yourself though. You know, that shouldn't be your <laughs> Exhibit 1A and why I want to be captain. I didn't even uh, mention that Art got voted. Well, Art voted for himself. I thought there was some mention about you couldn't vote for yourself and Art went ahead and voted for himself. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Art is, is the new captain of Repo. Um, captain's Challenge... Twisted Pictionary using body parts. Didn't love it. Uh, Clearly rigged. Clearly rigged. The the wheel didn't spin. It just sort of, you know, very deliberately stopped on certain parts, body parts. And there was no body part came up twice, which to me, the odds of that, it's it's a big lie. Um, Team face-off was, oh, I loved this one, the snaky tag thing, where they they had to run around and try and catch each other. Katapo did it, like, got very close. Yeah. Joe and Johnny, there was one point where they had an aerial shot where they were closing in on Art and who was Art with? Art was with Lance. Art and Lance, yeah. The, the, they, the thing was, I think that that was a deceptive shot because you could actually get around the land-based part of it quite quickly. Uh, of course. And then when you were dragging it through the water because it was getting clearly getting waterlogged and you were having to push it through, it was... It was really, really tough, but I, I was so impressed. But they looked genuinely like as destroyed as you could ever be at, at the end of it. Like all of them, it was it was so great. I, I am lo- surprised no one vomited. It was like honestly running through water, like h- hanging onto some heavy really sack full of sand. Profoundly heavy sack full of sand. No, the thank o- you. The other thing just before that, which I thought was quite funny, was. Um, uh, Brie and the voiceover when, when Art forgot the the note to to um, to hand to Honu was was like I bet you never forgot the roses on the bachelor and it's like mm, pretty much that that happened quite a lot. <laughs> yes, it did. In fact, then there was no final rose. But notoriously, at least for the consumers of this podcast, notoriously. Um, the so Repo win. 
Katapu do the rewards deal, get some cheese toasties. It's a shame I feel like Katapu, when they get their food, it's not like food that's going to last them beyond that one meal, right? Yeah, it's, that's a really, really bung, that prize to, to, to steal. Yeah, you, I, want I, the, you want the canned goods or the pantry staples. Yeah, and I think that they only stole it because, A, they were so hungry they might have died and possibly not making great decisions, but also probably because they're, they seem to be very nice people and that was actually a better one to steal than sure. one of the others. And but, also Repo uh, like, is stacked with food. Uh, it's not like they were, get, you know, taking stealing from someone who didn't have any food. And um, and they came and they came second in that challenge, you know. It's not like they lost the challenge, kind of like didn't even bother and just steal the reward. They, they were kind of... You know, they were contenders. That would so, actually have been quite a pro move. It's just to like conserve energy because you're never getting those calories back no. that you that you burned running around on a absolute no win mission. Like you, they were never going to be no. Arden Lance on that. So would have been quite a snaky one. So if you'll pardon the pun, one one thing actually I wrote down when I was watching this and really shocked me because I never thought I'd write this phrase down is I miss Sam Wallace. Whoa, there is some element of like maniacal commitment that isn't quite there yet. Yeah, I, I, I hope yet. it'll come in time. But there, Sam was such a, a strange creature on the show. <laughs> For a successful person in the media, it really felt like this was by far the biggest and most important task he'd ever set himself. <laughs> Miss it. Oh, I completely forgot about Sam Wallace. It's so funny how something is so important to you for such a long time and the minute it's over, it's like, what's the next show? Yeah. You're completely just completely gone. That is our podcast. Okay. There was the, the note that Art planted in the sand. So Art went to have a look at the elimination challenge. Uh, now as the new leader, he planted a note in the sand to leave for Honu because they want to strike up a deal. Um, and the best bit in this section was when he's going around and he's looking, he's like looking at the challenge and going, okay, so I think there's like, it looks like a paddle and a ball and you have to navigate yourself around. And Chizzo just whispers to Bree, I thought he was just good looking. And Bree's like, he's got it all. <laughs> like he's got the smarts. He can figure out the challenge. He's good looking. I mean, like I say, watch out, prime minister next. Um, so that challenge, oh, this was a heartbreaking challenge. It was never Johnny's, right? He was just, uh, uh, you know, he got into his head. He dropped that ball so many times. Richie just absolutely caned it, one by a mile. Richie was incredible at this. Yeah. Uh, he's got that sort of really stringy, lean physique that makes you feel like his stamina is just out of the game. And it's a real stamina type game like you just have to be able to hold that thing rock steady rigid for the whole way around can i tell you something i fancy myself in this challenge as a contender truly don't laugh i'm not laughing I am laughing as well I mean, I am I, laughing. this is the first time i his face has changed the whole i thought he was frozen the whole podcast i he's our producer by the way and he's uh, he's on our zoom with us um and you're both laughing at the idea that i might do well in this challenge I have a very steady hand. <laughs> okay. I just think that they should set up a celebrity treasure island world that's you know basically the the equivalent of holy moly, and you mm. should be able to go and do these uh, these tasks. I, I would mean, what? Do totally. That. All of this equipment's clearly in the country. 
Motet's a great place for that, right? No, or, this is kind of Motet. Or hire it out for staff events. Can we talk yeah. to TVNZ in this, like, be our Christmas party? <laughs> Truly. I feel like these things have been uh, burned already. There's a technique, right? Richie, I don't know if you noticed, was holding his, uh, you know, his his uh, stabilising hand very close to the paddle. Johnny had his just a few inches further back, which I think makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. The technique thing, that, that's what makes the games quite really fascinating is that you have to sort of, they are, they are quite heady. Like you just have to figure out some stuff very quickly with, with a lot of eyes on you and, a lot of, and the stakes being very high. I do feel every elimination challenge I've witnessed so far has favoured the tool. Yep. Like the stacking of the eliminate the word elimination blocks, that would have been very difficult for Kimberly Crossman or Angela Bloomfield. Same with this one where they had to do the paddles mm. right up high. You Don't know? you nonetheless back yourself? I still back myself. <laughs> <laughs> I still back myself. I wish there was a way to prove it to you. Anyway, <laughs> Honor read the note when they got back to camp. That was our um Oh, I should say Johnny went home. It was sad. I, I like I'm I'm at the point of the show where I genuinely, and it's very early on, I don't want anyone to go home. I kind of, like, feel like everyone has a place there except for Buck. <laughs> yeah, but I want Buck around just to grouch once, I once know. an episode. It's true. He's Oscar the Grouch. Okay. Um, it has been really amazing in that we are very few episodes in and, and you, yeah, you are, like, quite attached to them. It's just mm. such a well-cast series. And I really feel like I know who every character is now properly, whereas um, I feel like last season I waited until a few had been pinged off. I wonder if it's a three nights a week thing. Three nights a week and the fact that they're in these three camps that are very easy to, to figure out who belongs where. They've really helped me out there. <laughs> uh, episode six, we start with Candy teaching dancing, which is great. I was really hoping this would happen at some point during the show. What I want to see is Candy and Lance doing a dance-off. Or some kind of like dance competition where they both have to take a team away and do some sort of camp rock dance competition at the end of it. It feels so inevitable and so important. If they don't do that, I'll be very, very annoyed. I feel like Candy's dance style versus Lance's dance style is just going to be... <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, charity challenge was Honu, and this was uh, this was called too quick to think, and it was just not even. It made no sense. Made no sense whatsoever. Clearly, something that they thought they thought the the contestants wouldn't be able to like follow the instructions fast enough. It would be easy enough to award points, and in the end, I think it just got all very confusing, and they just randomly shelled out some points, and Angela won. Correct. Complete waste of time. Right, what else is happening? That's when we get up to the double crossing. We kind of already talked about that. The team face-off was swimming, smashing clay pots, and the prize was fruit and blueberry muffins. Oh, and they had to kind of do a word puzzle out the back of smashing smashing the pots. Terrible I was really prize. I mean, I fruit, love fruit I muffins. Love, I love fruit, but you really need some. I think you basically just want carbs in that situation. Yeah. You need some heavy, put you to sleep, kind of just some stuff you can draw on all day. Fruit's not getting it done. No, but fruit's good for your well-being, right? Yeah, but... It's great for your morning smoothie. I'm <laughs> having a smoothie right now, pack full of fruit. I already had mine. Just re- I just remembered uh, I forgot to put spinach in. Yeah, I do my, that. I've been forgetting that, that every day. That's my um, my one, one plus 
a day. So, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> I haven't got it in. Anyway, uh, we heard Chizzo finally, for the first time, it's taken a long time, say in the drink. And they even referenced the fact that it was his first in the drink of the season, which I loved. I was really amped to see Anna Simsic just like cane it. What's happened there? I think swimming, carrying a really heavy thing might be a totally different discipline to just normal swimming. It looks very difficult. Okay, one, new Olympic category. Two, um, I get that. I get that. But what about the swimming out there to get it? You know? Why didn't we see her swimming out and just, like, pacing it out there? It, it was it was bizarre. I mean, maybe she doesn't swim anymore. Art, on the other hand, very fast swimmer. <laughs> yeah, Did you see that, mean, that, that drone shot over the top? I was like, this guy is flying. Like, just objectionable how good he is at everything. I think he should go, he should just go, to, like, without no training, he should just enter the next Olympics. Decathlon. We both just said that yeah. at the same time, by the way. We did, yeah. I, I really think that he could probably qualify for the Olympics in decathlon. Mm. I mean, I don't even think that, that he should qu- go into qualification. We should f- get some sort of special exemption <laughs> where he just turns up on the day. Seems like the kind yeah. of thing the Olympics would do. Yeah. It would certainly jazz up the Olympics somewhat. Okay, what happened next? Ripper won <laughs> again. They are winning. At least it was close. Everything. Yeah, it was close. I actually felt like they should have just given it to someone else. It was really unclear who won. They were they were clearly finishing basically at the same yeah. time, Honu and Ripper. And I think it would have been good for the show if, if Ripper hadn't won, but um, they basically weren't even looking at anyone else because they just sort of assumed. Yeah, yeah. Again, I feel like I would have nailed the uh, the word, the anagram part of this this puzzle or this challenge. Probably not I the think, swimming. I think I think they could have actually made that a bit more fun for the for the viewers at home. It's true. If they hadn't given away the answer at yes. the start, and if they'd had the letters on screen, so you could have had a little. Oh my a, god! Genius! Know? Just saying. yes, that's such a great move. Okay, uh, elimination challenge. Um, what happened there? It was Chris. Oh, Chris versus Horiana. There's so much balancing balls on paddles this season. Mm. We're mm. only three weeks in. <laughs> also, the balls look like they're misshapen, so that you could actually get a flat side, and they yeah. weren't, weren't that hard to carry. That's yeah, my... this was fun again. I would have rated myself in this challenge. Same. Big time. <laughs> but there's that, 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 that ball puzzle thing. I quite like the puzzle wheel situation. I would have liked to have seen, you know, an overhead shot of them doing that rather yep. than completely obscuring the whole the whole <laughs> puzzle while they did it. Um, and I think, you know, it was just like mind over matter, steady hands, and Chris, Chris won. It was close. Chris's close reaction to winning was so beautiful, like genuinely like one of the, will be one of the moments of the year to have, you know, you could really sense the years the, 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 of high, the high school yeah. trauma um, sort of welling up in him. It was, it was beautiful and really beautifully shot, mm. uh, you know, like the little cut rather. It was, it was, that was just lovely. When he was standing on top of the tower at the very end and he realised he won and he did the, like, pointy eyes, who was that to? <laughs> they made it look like it was to Honu, but I feel like, I don't know. 
it could have been some clever editing and then he blew a kiss to his team and I was just like it was very subtle like I was expecting him to be leaping about and screaming but you're right it was almost like he was just soaking in the moment you know soaking in the glory it was very sweet I mean no secret that I love Chris I'm definitely a Parker Ranger um, and yeah it was a it was a lovely moment I love that Chris and Brinley are considered like the big threats as well mm. you know they're just because they're what good at puzzles yeah I wonder if the fact that they're like best friends as well is something that um, other teams see as, as something that could be, you know, because they're going to be really inside each other's heads on certain challenges. Well, it's also, as uh, as Ange pointed out, I think, or, or maybe it was, was someone on Repo, uh, that having that kind of chemistry the same way that uh, Joe and Johnny had helps keep you there. You know, like it, yeah. it keeps your spirits up, but, you know, like you're, you're going to be better at all of the games because you've got someone you feel close to. Yeah. And um, Ange, Ange wants it. <laughs> she wants it. Horiana left. Um, farewell. Uh, she wasn't a massive character in the show, um, but I would have liked to have got to know her better. <laughs> I guess just we'll have to do that some other way. I'll just slide into her DMs. <laughs> Chris wins some pirate gold. We finish with Matt telling everyone there's going to be, like, everything's changing tomorrow. And Ange is obviously hoping that there's going to be some team hopping because she wants out. <laughs> she wants out of Honor so bad. And I want that for her, but I don't want that for me. As no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. One last thing I want to say before we go. Katabo did a team chant before they did the um, the team face-off. And they're obviously saying Katapo. But it sounded like they were saying kids' table to me. Like they were chanting kids' table. And I was like, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely the team at the wedding sitting at the kids' table. It's such genius casting, not only putting them all on the show, but putting them all together because so much of what drives the show is just little interludes where it's them just doing silly stuff to entertain one another. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really good editing. I can't remember if you know if it's improved or if it was also good last time. But I just feel like the editing's really really good, um, splicing together some of the the great comments. Maybe they've just like they've had how long to edit it? They've just been going back and refining and fine tuning for the last year. True. <laughs> okay, that's our little podcast. Next week, um, hopefully, Alex Casey will be back with us. Uh, and don't forget we've got a bingo a Celebrity Treasure Island bingo game you can find on our Instagram uh, you can now tick off in the drink can't you? Shizzo yelling out in the drink uh, at the Spinoff Podcast Network thank you I hear thank you Duncan thank you Cornies thank you Celebrity Treasure Island friends fans, family alike get better Alex get better Alex, okay bye Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.